Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Big names are headlining this weekend's UFC 162 card. From Nate Diaz to Michael Chandler, there will be no shortage of action. And DraftKings, the official sports betting partner of USC, has a heavyweight offer for this weekend's fight with 100 to 1 odds. One fighter will be walking away with the big gold belt. And will you be walking away with the cash? Just pick a main event fighter you think will win and DraftKings will give you 100 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Bet $1 on select fighters, and if they win, you win $100. It's just that simple. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, if the violent circus of MMA is not your cup of tea, no problem. DraftKings offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and Major League Baseball, and whatever else you're into. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable so you can get your deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on a main card fighter to win. Place your bet and watch the fists fly this weekend. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 on select main event fighters for a limited time at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast, a podcast devoted to the 11-time Calder Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Grit and Barrett podcast, ladies and gentlemen. At time of this recording, it is Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. It is only a week away from, well, (laughs) that's another show. Hello and welcome everyone to the second to last regular Grit and Barrett podcast episode. Guys, where's the season gone? What happened? What? Where's the time gone? It's just, it seems like only yesterday when I was going on to Pinecast and starting this 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 little podcast. And then, you know, the people at Hockey Podcast Network brought me in and suddenly it, it, it's May and it's, it's getting warmer and you better put those May memes away. And here we are. 
Only two games left in the regular season, boys and girls. And then it's over. There is no postseason. There is no chase for the legendary Silver Chalice. There is no quest for a 12th. It's just over. And I'll tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. Once we get through next week, the Bears coverage is going to go away for for a little bit. It's going to be, we're going to put it on the back burner. And you will see the debut maybe Wednesday, definitely Thursday of Game Over. Where we say goodbye to each and every NHL team as we head into the summer. <laughs> I'm doing one a segment for every single team. I am going to cover all 31 teams. God help me as I go and take on this mahusive task. But before that does get started, I'd like to thank the Devil's State of Mind podcast and Straight Up Sabres, boys, for joining me as that will drop on Wednesday. And the Stanley Cup Finals is going to get underway as of right now on Saturday, May 15th. Kick it! Kick it up! 16 teams have punched their ticket, and ooh, I am ready as we go for the Cup of Legend for the last time on NBC. And it will it will be very different, boys and girls, because I've always enjoyed the docile tones of Uncle Doc calling whatever series they send him to, whether it's to Boston, Toronto, D.C., Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Chicago. Notice they're mostly original six teams, just saying. But it will be a very, very different sounding postseason this year without Uncle Doc, but we will enjoy it. We will enjoy what hockey is on our plate because we remember where we were one year ago when there was nothing, when it was barren in the sports landscape, and all we had was Korean baseball and esports. Anyway, let's not talk about that. Let's not dwell on the fucha. Let's see with what we got. The boys were at it on a Friday night as we went to Newark for the last time. Thank God, as the Hershey Bears take on the team that will soon formally be known as the Binghamton Devils. And, you know, it's the last time we're going to be there in Newark at R.J. Barnabas Hockey Hoose. Thank God I don't have to remember that name anymore, and I am so glad that we are done going to that place. Done going to the practice rink in New Jersey and their stupid, low, hard-to-see camera angles. I mean, ugh, the camera angles are just... Just horrible. Horrible. Yes, it's a practice rink. It's not supposed to have a TV setup, but, I mean, it, it got hard to track the puck sometimes at that place. But enough of my griping. Let's get right into it. Standard Devils game. You know how that is. Slow, plodding, methodical first period as the boys just had nothing going in the first. And, oh, look, number six is out on the ice. That means Lucas is back. Oh, I haven't seen him all season. It's nice to... Hey, that's not Lucas Johansson. Is that... It's on the back of the jersey. That says... Kempsney? Oh, right. I didn't mention, boys and girls. On Thursday afternoon, it was announced that Michael Kempney was being sent down from D.C. to Hershey on a conditioning stint. Lucas gladly stepped aside and gave him number six. That's what he wears when he's with the Capitals, as Lucas would wear number two. Not like he's going to play. So, Kempney was wearing number six out there on the ice. Good for him. 
Good for him. So that means there's a Michael Kempney Hershey Bears jersey out in the world. God bless us one and all. And he, you know what? You know what? I got to give Michael credit. He slipped right in. He just said, all right, I'm going to play and I'm going to do well. And the man did. He defended, damn it. He, he, I was very impressed by his play from, uh, I'll gladly admit everyone, I saw little of the Bears this weekend. I'm sorry. I know, I know, I know. Don't say like, oh, well, you have a hockey podcast and you barely watch hockey. I, I, it was a victim of circumstance, ladies and gentlemen. I was by myself at my job on Friday night. Um, I had it on in the background, but I had to watch myself, and it was a very rough night at work for me. And on Saturday, I will get to that at the time being. But the boys, typical against Binghamton, slow, methodical, painful. We've finally caught back up. And we get into the second period. Boys get a power play going against the Devils and just slowly work the perimeter. We know what New Jersey's going to do. They're going to give you the perimeter and nothing, nothing else. And just get and they work the puck in. They're able to take it away. Throw it out in front. Look who it is and scores. And would you look at that? It, the puck that Sen thought he had just got jammed right underneath him. And who was right in front of him? <laughs> it's Matt O'Clock, everyone, for the 11th time this season. Matt Molson, his 11th of the season, he passes Das Wunderkin for the goal lead on the team, and it's one nothing Hershey. Hey, that's what we want out of the captain. Net front presence, clean up those rebounds, and you love to see it. Sen just flat out on the ice. That's that's why you're not in Newark, Sen. That, uh, well, that, that, that's not why you're in the big rink somewhere else in the building. That's just why you're wearing a Binghamton jersey in a uh, practice rink. Ha! And the boys get another power play going later on in the period, get a really good cycle game along the boards, and the Devils penalty kill just they seemed lost on this, and they are able to work it out to the boards. They try to get out, out there. They try to get in there and break it up, and it looks like off the far boards, one of the wingers got greedy. What he tried to do was that um, they lost the puck battle and it got back out to the point. And there was a little bit of a, a... The puck was sitting there out in the open. And the winger tried to go after it. I don't want to say it was Jobst. I couldn't see who it was. But he tried to go for a poke check to get it out of the zone. Or maybe if he got lucky, it got by the defender and it's an easy break the other way. But overplayed his hand, got by him. Slapped it over cross ice. And oh, look, there's Connor McMichael. Just looks, shots, hits, and sticking into the net. Connor McMichael, a Highlander. 2 nothing Hershey. Ooh, what Connor McMichael has been doing to the Binghamton Devils this year. Mm-mm-mm. Should be illegal. It should be, but it's not. And it's 2 nothing Hershey. Great stuff out of the guys. They're beating the Devils at their own game winning puck battles, and just, oh, oh, it's great stuff. This is what happens when you play a team uh, one to 12 times a year that's not named Wilkes-Barre or Lehigh. And the Bears just, it, it almost seemed like they knew what to do against the Devils. They didn't. They played confidently. They had Mikel Kempney, who was a freaking NHL defenseman. They're on the backstop, and they didn't say like, ah, we got Kempney back there. We'll, we're fine. No, no, no. 
No, they were beat. They were winning puck battles. They were clogging up the neutral zone as well. And there was one time where um, um, Holtz, their seventh overall draft pick from last year's draft, Neil Valampino would know more about that than me. He tries to go one-on-one against Michael Kempney. There's your first mistake. Tries to do a nice little fancy deke to try and get around him, and Kepney just goes, nope, stick lift, bam, out of the way. <laughs> get out of here, kid. And it, <laughs> if I was out there, I would have been like, ha, told you. Kepney's a level 82 defender. Stats and perks maxed on defense. There is no way, kid, you being a level 10 winger, you're going up against somebody with a level 82. No, no, no. Just you know, go to your room, go to the bench, and sit ab- sit down and think about what you did. And yeah, Zach kind of played it up a bit. He's like, <laughs> you're not getting past him, Holtz. He's defended Sidney Crosby and taken pucks away from him. What makes you think he, he could do? <laughs> nice one, Zach. Kepney's probably never defended against Crosby. Wait a minute. I should probably... No, I'm not going to react to that because I'll probably hear the spirit of hockey troll descend upon me. Love you, Capster. Mean it. So, the boys, you know, the Devils are able to get a goal late. They get one past Hunter Shepard, who had been going nearly 50 minutes without giving up a goal. But um, a screenshot, just a really nice screenshot. Shepard never saw it. He never moved. And right by him, into the net, beats him. And it's 2-1 Hershey with six minutes and change to go. But he's okay, guys. We got this. They do what the Devils do. They just defend. They they beat the Devils at what they do well. Defend and win close games on the road. Three seconds left. Mallet's just got to beat Jops in the faceoff circle. Able to do it. Slap the puck to the corner. And that'll do it. Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night, Binghamton. As Cousin John Walton would say, Bears win it. Two to one the final and go ten and one against the boys from North Jersey. Now we're not done with them yet. I think we still got one game to go against them uh, this upcoming weekend. But good, good to get the last win up there at Newark. Now may we never speak of that place again. And for the Binghamton Devils, it's just a long line of things. Just. Not going right for the New Jersey uh, squad this year. And I'll give you my thoughts overall on the Binghamton Devils probably within a week or two where I'm just going to do a big roundup um, of what of all the teams that we played this year. I know it's only three, but, you know, just what I've seen out of this team and what they probably are going to be moving forward as they head up to Utica next year. So the boys were right back at it on a Sunday afternoon afternoon three o'clock start at giant center yes 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 and okay everyone i got a bit of a confession to make that i was rather busy on saturday i had another commitment i was at um which that will be revealed at a later date i actually had to re-record this segment because i had said what i was doing but I'm just a little concerned I may have spilled maybe or maybe not a little too much. Just look, 
I had a prior commitment on Saturday and one that's going to take up a lot of Saturdays moving forward. So unfortunately, the Bears game started at three and I had my phone put away and I wasn't done until probably around four o'clock. So I missed a good amount of this game, not to mention I was traveling a good amount away home with my beloved who was also there with me. So it's just one of those Saturdays where you had other commitments taking over the Bears at some point. They were overlapping. Now, this doesn't mean I don't care about the Bears. I do. I really do. This is just one of the weird times where you're going to have a lot of overlap between um, projects and stuff that I do. Typically this time of year, the Bears either are playing and we're trying to make a deep run or they're not and the season's done. It's just still a really weird time of year. But we took on the Lehigh Valley Phantoms at a 3 o'clock start there at Giant Center on a Saturday. And the boys get on it early. I mean, just get up and running as they get a goal early into the game. Axel Janssen Fialbi, AJ. Shh. Nobody talk about what a really good season he's had this year. Shh. Nobody talk about how good AJ's been this year. Gets one on him and scores, even in assisted by, ooh, Kepney gets a point as a Hershey Bear. Good on him. And, ooh, Phoenix Copley gets an assist as well. The ever-elusive goalie assist. Good on Copley. I wonder how many he's had on his lifetime. But anyway, the bear that's one nothing early for the boys. And they just do usually, well, actually the Phantoms kind of flipped the script this time as they're the ones who loaded the shots on the Bears. Because the past couple games, the Bears have just completely outshot, outgained, and outclassed the Lehigh Valley Phantoms when it comes to shots. I mean, hell, the last game through the second period, they were outshooting the Phantoms like 27-9. to And that's through two periods, not three. This time, the Phantoms outshot the Bears 16-10 to in the first period. Now, the Phantoms had a power play early, but... Uh, one power play does not generate uh, 16 shots. This must have been a lot of running and gunning there. But the boys, they're not going to back down to such challenge. In the second period, Joe Snively gets one gets one past the goalie. And it's 2-0 Hershey. Assist to Fleet Mallet and Matt Molson, the captain. No matter clock when it comes to assists. And even though Derek Pouliot... Got himself into trouble with some roughing as well. Philippe Mallet adds an empty netter at 16.40? At 16.40? Okay. Let, let, hold on. 16.40 to take the... Uh, da, 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 da. Take 16 minus the 3. The two. That's three minutes and change. Is Scott Gordon pulling the goaltender that early? I mean, did he pull him with, like, what, four minutes left? Yeah, that would have been four minutes. But, okay. Well, all right. And here I thought Troy Mann's philosophies were dead. <laughs> hey, Troy Mann would do that. You know, if a team was down by, like, three, he'd pull a goalie with, like, four minutes to go. Are you winning the game? Probably not. But, hey, it works as power play practice, I guess. So, the boys, 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Phantoms. Bears win it 3 nothing. the final. A 34, 34 save shutout for Phoenix Copley as the boys gain two more in, in the magic number column as they take out the Phantoms. Now, yes, there is a North Division trophy that is being handed out at the end of the season. And I know to a lot of Bears Nation, that's not good enough for us. We hang Carter Cup banners, not division banners, but we still celebrate divisions when titles when we get them. We don't put banners up for it, but we celebrate them. And it's basically down between the Bears and the Phantoms. And the Bears, with the win on Saturday, are just one point away from clinching the North. And on Sunday... It was Phantoms versus Penguins. That's right. Minor league version of Flyers and Penguins. Yeah. And all Wilkes-Barre had to do was just make sure, get a point anyway. They had to extend the game into overtime. And that would be enough for the Bears to get a division title. So Sunday, before I, while I'm waiting to, to meet my mother, um, all the... I'm like, okay, Wilkes-Barre can do this. It, it's it's a Mother's Day. It's an afternoon game. They can do this. Yeah, sure. They they close it out for us, and then sat, Saturday and Sunday's games will have no pressure, and we'll have a calm, relaxing time finishing out the season. So I I check uh, Facebook probably around like four after I get get done meeting up with my mom, and I see. On the Phantoms Fanatics page, which, yes, I am a part of, it says, Is that the fastest hat trick ever? Oh, no. What is the fastest Phantoms hat trick ever? That's a good question. Wait, the only reason they'd be asking that would be, Oh, no. Pull up my HL app. Phantoms 5, Penguins 1. Thanks for nothing, you useless reptiles. And the Phantoms take five to one over over the Penguins. <sighs> if you want a job done right, you got to do it yourself. Now the Phantoms and Devils go at it on Wednesday, at time of this broadcast. And if the Devils are able to steal a point or nick a point from the Phantoms in any standings type way, the Bears automatically clinch the North. Also, the Bears can get it on Saturday within any type of win whatsoever. That's what I prefer. I'd like Saturday is when we clinch the North or sooner. And then Saturday and Sunday, we're just going to have fun as we coast to the finish line. And unfortunately, Bears Nation, I know for us, again, I'm repeating myself, that's not good enough. But let's just enjoy the hockey that we have because it very easily could not have happened. We're going to take a short break as we will cover all the American Hockey League news that matters to me, including a rebranding nobody asked for. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. 
What's up, everybody? This is Taylor and Brendan from Straight Up Sabres of the Hockey Podcast Network. Things are not going very well in Sabreland uh, this season or really for the past 10 years or so. However, we here at Straight Up Sabres are so excited to keep bringing you guys the latest Sabres news with everything ranging from interviews with some of your favorite Twitter followers all the way up to former players and everything in between. We have got you covered with your weekly coverage of the Buffalo Sabres. That's right. We got a lot coming up uh, through the rest of the season and into the offseason. Who's going to coach the team next year? Uh, is Kevin Adams going to have a new boss? Will he be a president of hockey operations? Will there be an assistant GM? Are they going to fill out their scouting staff? How many times will I cry next year? Maybe zero. I'm dead inside. Will Jack Eichel be here? Sam Reinhardt going to get extended? You know, all this and more on Straight Up Sabres. Exciting stuff. So make sure you're checking us out wherever you're listening to podcasts and following us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram at Straight Up Sabres and on Twitter at Straight Sabres. And we're back here on the Grit and Barrett podcast. That was a nice little uh, promo for the Straight Up Sabres podcast who are covering all things Buffalo Sabres, you poor, poor sons of bitch. Anywho, so let's get into all of the American Hockey League news that matters to me. And <laughs> oh boy, I just want to tell everyone that this is going to be a little bit of an incoming rant because, ugh, okay, let's just get right into this before I start getting all riled up, which I am going to get. So last week, a, a uh, the Bridgeport Sound Tiger season had come to an end, and they dropped little hints here and there that there is a possible reboot, boot, reboot, reboot, like the television series. I can talk about a rebooting or rebuilding of this team and its logo. And it flashed little hidden messages across the screen a la Chris Jericho, WWE 2017 return. If you know, you know. And in the background of one of these still shots was a uh, sentence that said, Bridgeport Islanders dot exe loading hmm bridgeport islanders the bridgeport island no 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 why would they do this why there's no reason uh for them to be called this so let's let's uh no 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 the the, the it's it's not there's not going to be any sort of like rebranding or anything there's no need to well, <laughs> it was just released uh, today, technically Monday or yesterday by the time this drops. Dateline, Bridgeport, Connecticut. We're not going anywhere, Bridgeport. The team, formerly known as the Bridgeport Sound Tigers, has now been officially rebranded as the Bridgeport Islanders. Proud affiliate of the New York Islanders. This is a joke, right? I mean, it's it's six weeks late. It's a joke, right? <laughs> Hashtag, we are all Islanders. I mean, it, 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 no, the Sound Tigers don't need rebranded. They need several things, but they don't need rebranding. I mean, come on. No, th this can't be a joke. They have official Twitter account. Oh, God. No, 
No, the Sound Tigers can't be gone. No, no. No, it's official. We are all islanders.com. They are now the Bridgeport Islanders. The team owner came out today and announced this great news for the city of Bridgeport as we are officially rebranding ourselves as the Bridgeport Islanders. We have several new plans to be released and a lot of fun to be released in the upcoming weeks. Ugh. If it sounds like I don't like this, it's because I don't. All right. What was wrong with the Sound Tigers? Okay. Why? What was wrong with Sound Tigers? Long Island Sound is what Long Island's called. And Tigers sound Tigers. It's unique. And they, they put up one of these um, uh, infographs where this is, this is what our logo means. Like, you, you know you're in trouble when the team has, like, 20 hidden messages inside its logo. I'm looking at you, Henderson Silver Knights. And uh, Bridgeport put one of these logos out. So what the logo is, is that it is a roundel logo, which means a round logo. You have a hockey stick pointed up um, with the uh, pointy part uh, sticking out. And out of that is half a B to form a B. A half stick, half B, B. This sounds really weird. I'm trying to describe it. On the bottom part of it, you have Islanders with some stick tape wrap around it. Well, the stick tape is actually supposed to be part of the New York Islanders logo. You know where the N and the Y is? You kind of got to squint to look at it, but yeah, that that's that's what it is. It's a variation. It shows the NY logo and tape. Colors of Champions. There's no better way to bring the Islander tradition to CT than with a little splash of color. I mean, who doesn't like the orange and blue logo? Except, and also the stick B, we are committed to the city of Bridgeport and proud to be the bridge that provides the wave of future Islanders. Okay, 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 all right. I'm becoming like Hades here. I'm getting riled up over this. All right. All right. All right. Let's go back to the colors of champions, shall we? There is no better way to bring the Islander tradition of CT than with a little splash of color. I mean, who doesn't like the blue and orange combo? Okay, Island Bridgeport Islanders, if that's your real name. That would be true. If you didn't already, wear freaking blue and orange. Am I yelling? Am I yelling? This is stupid. Okay, I, honestly, who asked for this? Lou Lamorello? I mean, if we're, if we're going to go, all right, we need to wear what the Islanders wear, I want the main Mariners of the ECHL to suddenly become the main Islanders. You know, where they begin their journey to the island. Bridgeport has always worn Islander colors. Whatever the Islanders have worn, Bridgeport has worn as well. The Roaring Sound Tiger. They have always worn navy blue and orange. When they went back to royal blue and orange in 2009, Bridgeport did the same thing. All orange jerseys in, 
in Long Island. Same thing for the Sound Tigers, a very underrated jersey. A black jersey with horrible word mark on it for the Islanders. Bridgeport did the same thing. For their part of their most of their existence, they have worn the exact same colors that the Islanders have done. So to come on and say, who doesn't love the art? blue and orange every single freaking fan in long island does and bridgeport does this is completely unnecessary i honestly do not get this as as a rebrand Ugh. next wave of islanders you've always been the next wave of islanders decole mayfield Kyle Oposo came through here as well. Rick DiPietro had a stint here. 70% of the Islanders roster has come from Bridgeport. Bridgeport's been much more concerned about developing talent than actually winning. They have not won a playoff series in 15 years. When they took on the Bears in the first round of the AHL playoffs, thanks to the Bork Twins in 1819, that was the first time they had made the playoffs in a decade they have not won a series since 2007 it 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 was it it, this is completely uncalled for bridgeport islanders we are all islanders what part of bridgeport is an island it's a port city it's in the name bridgeport and the, the city's not the best I've been there a couple of times. I, I jokingly call Bridgeport Gotham. It, and we've always said, you go there, you watch the game, you get in the car, and you get on I-95 and leave. I would never stay in Bridgeport. And there, there's a reason they've never hosted an all-star game. And I highly doubt that's going to start anytime soon. And and Webster Bank Arena, it's nice. It's a nice arena. WWE loves going there, and NXT TakeOver happened there. You know, it's just, it just, I, I don't understand why this was needed. I mean, was this Lou Lamorello needing to shake things up in the minor leagues? The Sound Tigers, when you look at them, you see the New York Islanders because of the logo and the colors that they wear. It may be a Tigers roar instead of, you know, the yes, yes, yes chance. But you knew it's the Islanders. Same goal horn. But no, 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 no. We need to put Islanders in the logo now. We need to have a stick logo now. Who cares if Carolina does it better than us? (sighs) Hashtag we're all Islanders. Give me a break. And I can tell you this. The Bridgeport faithful, from what I've seen on social media, ain't nobody liking this. Friend of the show, the, the the Calder farm stand. They ain't having any of this either. Friends of the podcast. I'd be interested to see like, you know, what, you know, Nassau men and Islanders never say die think of this. If they even think about Bridgeport at all. But just completely unnecessary rebranding by this team. And you know what? I've never like really said this, but I, and this happens in the AHL a lot. Part of me hopes that this fails. That this rebranding fails, not the organization does. But this whole logo scheme thing fails. And in about four to five years, we'll see the rebirth 
of the Sound Tiger. Because Sound Tiger call sounds a hell of a lot cooler than a Bridgeport Islander. Give me a break. Sorry if that rant was a little long in the tooth for everyone, but this was just, ugh. I don't like it when teams do this. And completely unnecessary for, honestly, a really good fan base there in Bridgeport. So I think that'll do it for us for the Grit and Barrett podcast for this week. I know, two games and a long-winded rant about Bridgeport. What's this podcast coming to? But that's what happens when the season winds down. So before we go, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who has listened to the Carl Alsner uh, interview on this podcast. It's been the highest downloaded episode yet. That's to all of you. And let's keep that going as well. The first episode of Game Over should be out either Wednesday or Thursday. And I'm hoping, hoping to do a hacks preview of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Three podcasts in one week? Who am I, Tom Campbell? (laughs) Love you, Tom. Uh, A lot on my plate. So, And definitely Game Over and this podcast will be out as well. So thank you to all of you. If you enjoy... um, This show, please like, share, and subscribe. All of your friends, pass this around to all your minor league hockey friends. If you want to check out what's going on with our our parent club, check out Caps Chirp Podcast. Their entire Thursday episode is devoted to the uh, an incident last week involving them and the New York Rangers. You won't want to miss it, and they will break down the first round of their playoff action against the Boston Bruins. Um, if you are, you know, if if you are a Bridgeport Sound Tiger and want to have some Islanders action, that sounded dirty. But anyway, <laughs> check out uh, the Nassau Men Hockey Podcast and Islanders Never Say Die. My personal opinion: Islanders Never Say Die. Go with them. And if you want to see how teams fared at the end of the season, and we look ahead to where teams are going in the future, that's what Game Over is going to be, and that's going to take over a good amount of my time as we head into the spring and summer. Uh, We will have the Golden Puck Awards. Myself and Corey will get into those probably after Memorial Day, and we'll just let the season and everything die down. And everyone, it's been a lot of fun covering the Bears with all of you. And even in this mutant hybrid shortened of a season, I'm very thankful for all of you because all of you helped turn this small podcast from a mind of a hack that started in memory of my late grandmother. Every episode is devoted to her and is now on the Hockey Podcast Network and with a great amount of hockey fans and friends and minds. You guys helped make that possible. And I'm going to say, stick with me throughout the summer. We're going to have a lot of fun throughout the summer where you put the window the speakers in the window, and it will soon be time to partay. So that'll do it for me this week. To everyone, check out Caps Chirp to see what's going on with the Capitals. And as Red Green has said, keep your stick on the ice. Go Bears. Enjoy the last two games. Get out there to them if you can and support the Bears. Go Bears. We'll catch you next time. That's the end of the game. 
Betfred has come all the way from England to the great state of Iowa with over 50 years of sports betting experience. Fred is known in the UK for three things, customer service, bonuses, and delivering the best overall experience to players. Need more? Download the Betfred Sports app today and receive up to $250 in free bets when signing up. No emperors, no movie stars, just a sports book you can trust. Download today. Proud partner of the Iowa Wild and Iowa Cubs. Must be 21 plus. Wagers only accepted in Iowa. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF.